Welcome to On the Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us, and where we fucked it right up. Join us on the Wet Coast. You can tweet along with us at hashtag on the Wet Coast. You can follow us on Twitter at wetcoastcat, that's cat with a K, at seriousflick, at on the Wet Coast. You can email us wetcoastpodcast at gmail.com. episode, originally released on the Gentle Pervert Social Club podcast, episode 11 on Swingset FM, we wade into the murky green waters of jealousy. We all know that as non-monogamous perverts, we're completely above jealousy. It's 100% full-time compersion up in here. Except we're not, and it's not. Jealousy affects all our relationships for so many different reasons. Different people and situations trigger jealousy bombs in sometimes unexpected ways. We're discussing jealousy in many of its iterations, what it means, what it doesn't mean, why some people cause you to hulk out while others might inspire giddy compersion rainbows, why rules don't always work, and what we've done to decrease the harm jealousy can do in our open relationship. First, I thought we would talk a little bit uh, just about who we are. We have been in an open relationship for about a year. We've been together coming up by nearly 22 years now, which is kind of crazy to think. And uh, we've been married for 19 of those. And about a year ago, we opened our relationship and have been having a really awesome time. And we just got back from Desire with the swing set. And that prompted us to have a lot of discussions about a lot of things. Often on airplanes with uh, muggles sitting next to us. <laughs> that is very true. Um, and uh, one of the topics that came up a fair bit was jealousy, because that was something that we experienced more in our week at Desire than, than we probably do in the most of the course of our open relationship. That's very true. And I think it's just because of the number and intensity of connections. You, you know, it was it was basically many months worth of, of normal dating packed into one week yes. in Mexico. Yes. Uh, which is amazing. <laughs> but also, and I've really had to face the fact that, yeah, I am certainly not above jealousy by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of a little more inherently jealous um, generally and so I feel like I was pretty prepared for some of the feelings that came up during our week at, at Desire um, so so yeah that was that was fun <laughs> Uh, well, we were going to start out by talking about where is jealousy present the most in, in non-monogamy, or not necessarily the most, but you know, in what circumstances have, have you felt jealousy uh, in our open relationship? Well, for, for me, it's, um, it's, it's most often reliably occurring uh, when Kat has a new partner that she's having over for a sexy date. 
that's generally when it's you know it arrives right on schedule and you know over time as i become you know more comfortable with with her with her new partners that you know that diminishes and you know and becomes something you know very different and much more comfortable uh probably very akin to compersion as they say you also i've noticed seem to have less jealousy about the people that you've met yeah that's very true as well um so partners um that i have that you that you feel a bond for um that you you know genuinely like although sometimes that's not always the case because they're about the intensity of my connection is sometimes a factor too because you you know and like will but you are sometimes uh, quite jealous about my connection with him well, yeah, but the thing with Will is something that's really very special, and so sometimes, uh, like, like I, I, you know, I, I, I described it as sometimes it's like you're the only two people in the world, and so that that can be a little bit difficult, um, sometimes a lot difficult, but, uh, you know, it's uh, there's also other feelings about that, you know, like really, uh, you know, feeling extremely uh, fond of Will and, and bonded myself. So, um, and, and feeling, uh, you know, a, a big sense of, um, of approval about, um, about your relationship with him. But, uh, but yeah, they, those, those feelings, they, they, they do come up and, and they're, you know, they're certainly not gone because of, you know, um, you know, because I've, I've exercised them. Mm -hmm. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that, that is a big, a big difference between partners who are fuck buddies and partners who there's much more of an emotional connection with that, that there could be that different jealousy factor, um, present. Um, so you mentioned compersion, which is one of those words that it took you a really long time, well, A, to feel, and B, just not to hate the word itself. Well, I mean, when we started in an open relationship, I had a strong aversion to pretty much any jargon related to it. Uh, yeah. The word swinger, word polyamory, and the word compersion, um, it, yeah, it didn't really seem like a real word to me. Um and, uh, you know, compersion is sometimes described as the opposite of jealousy, which I, for me, uh, made it kind of misleading. I was expecting something to be really intense, you know, and, mm. um, and, you know, I just want to say, I don't think that compersion is the same as getting off on your partner being with somebody else. Fetishizing your partner's sexuality is different from compersion Com okay right yeah um and you know f and for me like, like i i know that some people f have very strong feelings of of warmth and compersion about their 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 partner having other partners for me i more kind of realized that i just had a very kind of warm sense of like you know like uh, uh approval and affection for for some of your connections especially you know very uh, some of your longer uh connections um and it wasn't you know and, and I, I didn't realize until later was well, that's probably what compersion is at least for me so. yeah 
Yeah, and for me, I think, especially in the in the early days, I was very much feeling that that fetishization of the <laughs> sexual connection thing. Um, and so I was so like, I'm the queen of compersion, <laughs> um, because yeah, seeing you with other women, uh, just got me off so hard. Um, even to the point of one time where just laying next to you on the bed, you entered, um, a beautiful woman and I came, <laughs> um, just, because it was just so incredibly hot. Um, That's right, ladies. I'm that good. <laughs> I fucked someone else and got cat off. This is not an advertisement for your dating profile. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, I highly recommend him. Um, but yes, I had really thought of that as, as my compersion for a long time. And then gradually got to have the the other feelings of just really just really enjoying you um having having connections with other people and and seeing you kind of giddy and you know coming home from a date like just kind of kiss drunk because you'd been making out in the park <laughs> um and seeing that that kind of smitten you know, grin on your face, um, just gave me just those, those lovely warm feels. And, and it is definitely a different kind of sensation, um, um, to the just dirty perving that I would also really, you know, get off on hearing the stories and, um, and thinking about you with someone else and how hot that was. One of the things that, um, that sometimes comes up uh, around jealousy is um, is the difference between jealousy and envy. Yes, and you know, and and those the two things can get conflated a lot. Um, I, you know, I, I I don't have a dictionary definition ahead of me, but the sort of the distinction that I make in in my head is that uh, when you're jealous, there's a part of you that wishes that your partner didn't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas envy is you wish that you got to do that. And, and so um, they can be similar feelings and they can get entangled because when you when you have envy, that can spur jealousy. Yeah. It's like, why should you get to do this yeah. when I didn't get to do this? We should have a rule where you don't get to do this unless I can do this. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, en- envy is really interesting because it's... Um, you know, it's it's much more about what you wish you had than jealousy of what your partner is getting. Yes. So. Yeah, and I think that was in the in the early days something that I experienced more um, because we our dating styles initially were quite different. I think basically just because I am a woman and had no problem finding partners on OkCupid and that sort of thing. Um, you know, basically you, if you have, um, have a a profile up and you're a woman you're going to get so many messages. And so initially I was dating a ton of different people and getting new partners quite frequently as I was, you know, getting to know people. Whereas you, yeah, and that and that was that was really tough for me, yeah. right? And and the, 
um, where you know I had I had a you know partner who was an old friend, and so we were kind of developing a you know a stronger rapport and a lot of connection. Yeah, and I was quite envious of that because I wasn't getting that connection with my partners. I was having fun and I was having sex, um, which you know, yay. Um, and and I was. I was really envious of how you had a lot of different partners, and a lot of variety, and we're meeting a lot of new sexy people. And yeah. here was this friend that I'd known for over a decade. So it's like, you know, this is this is pretty, it, you know, uh, this is really hot. But you know, look at what she's getting. So yeah, yeah, it was it was it's and and this is kind of an interesting lesson about how. Uh, you don't know what your what somebody else's experience is yeah. if you don't talk about it. And exactly. this this actually came up repeatedly at Desire, where it's like this person seems to be having an amazing experience, and then you find out they're actually struggling with some stuff. And yeah. and uh, and so so yeah. So when when we started talking about that, it's like it's like oh that's that's really neat that you know. And and I think it kind of helped me to appreciate how great what I had actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I could see the two of you together and this really, this deep sexy connection that you could really explore a lot of things. Whereas I was having to establish connection yes. with people and it, it takes a while to really, to make that connection. Um, and, and to get a real sexual rapport going generally, you know, it takes, you know, probably at least four times of having sex together before you're really starting to get a sense of who, who you are and, and what works. Yeah. Um, it takes some work to teach someone, you know, what, what gets you off and, yeah. you know, and, and learn about, you know, how, how to, you know, kind of negotiate that with them. Yeah. So yeah, that was really interesting when we, when we did talk about it and realized like, I'm envious of what you have and you're envious of what I have. And Okay, let's let's see what we can do there. Yeah, and you know, and I also want to touch on something else real quick. Um, I I feel like you know, uh, in those early days, especially, both of us had, uh, you know, a little bit of kind of internalized uh, misogyny towards the idea of of dating a lot of partners, right? Yes. And so I think that also had some effect on on your uh, both of you know your feelings about what you're doing. And my feelings about about your dating because um, because yeah it's it's like it, you know it's like sort of uh, uh, subconscious slut shaming. Absolutely, there was definitely a lot of that going on because even though I was really embracing my my new you know slut role and you know rolling around in the sluttery of it all, it was quite delightful. There was definitely a lot of shame there and a lot of concern about how you might view me differently, um, you know, as a, as a long-term partner and maybe look down on me somehow, especially when I, when we talked about it and I found out that yeah, you in fact were having those feelings, not from an attack kind of approach. Um, you know, you weren't trying to, to be negative at me, but that you just had these feelings that have been built into you, um, through your entire life as to how, uh, you know, women should behave and, and what that meant. Yeah, it was, yeah, and it's a, a very confronting experience to, to realize that, yeah, there's this, there's this little feeling in my stomach that I had denial about and, you know, and, and, you know, my feeling is about, 
about, um, you know, internalized biases and bigotry is the best thing you can do is, is acknowledge them openly so yeah. that, so that you can, you can actually make some changes and, you know, make conscious decisions about how you're going to, going to treat people. Um, so. Yep. For sure. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, that segues pretty well into what jealousy means or, you know, the opposite of what it doesn't mean. Does it have to mean anything? Is it just a feeling? Um, what does jealousy mean? Um, I don't see jealousy. It's a, it's a feeling and it's, it's not something that's bad or needs to be expunged. Uh, jealousy is just a sign that you need something. Uh, what it isn't is a sign that your partner has done something wrong. Yes. And this is a really, this is a really important thing to, to, to keep in mind is, you know, your jealousy is your problem. It's not your, it's not your partner's fault that you're jealous. Now that said, um, jealous that doesn't mean that it should go unacknowledged or or unspoken or undiscussed quite the opposite yeah. um jealousy is a totally valid feeling and I, I feel like the um i feel like it thrives in solitude the more yes. the more you try to suffer in silence the more you try to you know hide hide and bury your jealousy the worse it gets because jealousy Jealousy is, is rooted in fear and with, without getting reassurances from, from your partner and relationship, then, um, then that fear is just going to, it's just going to faster. Yeah. There's, it's rare you feel more jealousy and fear than when you're curled up in a fetal position <laughs> in bed, um, when you're, when your partner is probably out or you know, doing something that you're feeling jealous about, um, or even if they're just, you know, at work and you're curled up in the fetal position in bed, um, thinking about it, it's that, that thriving in solitude is for sure. Um, it's something because you can just, you can really feed that beast when, uh, when you're, when you're alone and, and, uh, and working on it. So I have, uh, noticed that some people inspire more jealousy than others. Uh, that's something I definitely noticed at Desire, and I think that's something we've experienced just in our dating life at home as well. Um, you know, and and not just with uh, with dating separately, but also sometimes in in uh, situations with other couples yeah. or other others you know, with singletons. Um, yeah, like it's some it's some people or even situations are going to trigger yeah. it more than others. Yeah, and I've noticed that the the places that that I've felt it more um, is if the person sort of represents some sort of um, perceived or potential threat to the relationship. So what do you mean by that? Um, I guess if they, when I have experienced jealousy is, is with women who, I guess they have qualities that are somewhat like me, but they have perhaps more. Right. Um, so, you know, a, a fun, cool, interesting, nerdy woman who is super bold. 
Right. Um, so that was, you know, Peach when we were in, in Desire. You know, she had a lot of the qualities that are somewhat essentially me, yet also had this boldness. She's not tied down by by the anxiety that riddles me and stops me from just going out and getting what I want. Um, so that I find it feels threatening and, and makes me, it doesn't make me, and I feel, um, <laughs> <laughs> watching the language here, um, it's probably one of the things that I consider a swear word, <laughs> you know. Like, it makes me. Yeah, there's, you can, you know, say fuck all the time. That's not swearing, but saying things like that makes me feel, um, I feel a threat and, and jealousy with someone like that. Because it seems like they could pop into, you know, replace me, but be better. Yeah, I can I can relate to that, and and um, it's you know it's it's really interesting because uh, when you when you hear people tell anecdotes about jealousy, um, it it's almost like it it will change form to suit the situation. So for some people, they tell the story of, well, I was really jealous of this partner because that partner was was exactly like me. Mm. So, you know, why you know, why did they need to to go with them? Because they've already got me. And, and then the opposite of and then they're the opposite. exactly opposite to me. They're so, so different means... from me. Then you know, what do they see in me yeah. if they would if they're attracted to somebody who's so completely different? Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when in reality, um, every partner is, is so unique. Every person that we have a relationship is so unique that, you know, comparisons, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna cherry pick any comparison with another partner is going to cherry pick some things, uh, you know, and, and if, uh, if you feel threatened because they're different, you're going to cherry pick those, those yeah. things where they seem exceptional yeah. and forget all, all the things that, you know, where they're, where they're insecure, where they, where they fall down. Yeah. Confirmation um, bias. Exactly. Confirmation bias. It's, uh, you know, it's a thing, folks, look it up. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and, and by the same token, uh, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes you're going to be more jealous of somebody when you don't really like them. Yeah. Right? In one of the first partners that you had when we started solo dating, we called a pup. Um, very kind of disrespectfully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I I never liked the pup. I, I always felt like he, you know, treated you disrespectfully and disposably. And, uh, you know, and so I don't know that I ever really got over my jealousy with him. Um, and, you know, and, you know, the, the two of you had a, had a crisis at one point and you kind of sorted it out. And after that, you were kind of a lot less smitten with him, yeah. but I still wanted to push him down a flight of stairs. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I kept that to myself, you yes. know, my, my, you know, my feelings about, um, you know, uh, what, you know, sort of, sort of my feelings of disapproval, um, I didn't, I didn't really think I had the right to, you know, to tell you who you should and shouldn't be, uh, dating. Mm -hmm. And so I made the choice to keep those things to myself. I feel like I should have, you know, shared them to some extent, um, because, you know, it, it, uh, it did actually end up eating at me a little bit. Um, mm. but, um, 
you know, but I, um, I feel like I, I should have found a way to, to talk about it and talk about it as, you know, as my thing, not yeah. something, no, not something that, that I thought you were doing wrong or, you know, it, that, um, you know, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not your dad. It's not my job to decide who's, who's good or bad for you. But, yeah. you know, as my partner, I am going to have an opinion about when, when I think someone's a, an asshole. Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was a tricky situation and I was so smitten and it it was very early on and it had started really good and then got quite bad quite quickly. And I knew that and I knew you weren't happy and I, but I was also in that sort of lost smitten stage and it was really hard for me to, to come out of that. And then when it got bad, I then felt really guilty for how upset I was because I knew that you didn't like him and I knew you didn't like the way that he was treating me. And the fact I felt a lot of guilt for, you know, sort of quote unquote, letting that happen. Um, And so, yeah, that was, that was a tricky, that was a tricky time. Yeah. I learned a lot. Yeah, I think we both learned a lot about it, you know, and, and uh, I, I probably shouldn't beat myself up too much about kind of staying out of your way because, uh, you know, that is one of the strategies that they often recommend in dealing with your partner, uh, your partner's new relationship energy is to, is to just kind of stay out of the way with, way of it because, you know, um, if you, if you try to, um, if you try to become a... Uh, an obstacle to that. Yeah. Uh, you, you might get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can get a lot of blowback from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, one of the other times that I have felt jealousy is when you've been really engaged with someone who has qualities that, that I really fight in myself. Um, someone who's a bit needy, um, or someone who not even qualities that I fight in myself, but qualities that I dislike. So, um, someone who is is disorganized or unprepared or always seems to be taking from others, um, and that that sort of helpless, the sort of classic helpless female, which again I'm I'm becoming much more aware is a is an internalized misogyny against that because I, you know, it's like women should be strong and independent and, um, but no, femininity is perfectly, you know, is, is every bit as admirable as, as strength and and masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I'm, I've been working on a lot. Um, but that was something that cropped up at, at desire, um, a bit with, with someone that you spent a lot of time with and other people seemed uh, very into as well. And who I liked genuinely as a person, um, I, I thought she was really cool. But every time I saw her in the sort of helpless maiden situation, it made me a, just kind of ragey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I don't let myself do that. And it, I often see that kind of thing as manipulation. Um because I I just try to never let myself be in that situation. No, it, it it it's it's true, but a lot of the time when we have judgments and rules about how somebody else is allowed to behave, um, really we have pain about the fact that we have those rules for ourselves. Yes, right. It's like 
I'm not allowed to be vulnerable yeah. in order to to garner attention. So you know, uh, it's bad that this person yeah. does it. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a lot of the time, the the qualities that that uh, that we hate in in other people, um, it's because we envy the freedom and yeah. that they have to to embody those yeah. things. You know, yeah. when if if I if I get mad at somebody for being obnoxious, then you know, often it's because I beat myself up for being a wallflower. So yeah. you know, these um, there there's there's a there you know there's a cost to the rules that we have about how other people should behave because yeah. they, they, they reflect the rules we have for ourselves. Yes. And especially you encountered it a few times where some of the, the men who were just more assertive or, you know, possibly more aggressive than you um, would just get between you, like physically put their body. No, no, like literally <laughs> yes. get between yeah, me. Yeah, physically put their body between you and an attractive woman that you were that you were chatting with and often had a real connection with. And it looked like it might um, be leading somewhere awesome and sexy. And suddenly there is this other man who is just there in between you. And, and that was a real problem. And because you're shy... Um, it, it was really difficult for you to assert yourself to, to just be like, uh, dude, no. <laughs> um, but you also are enough of a feminist that y you're never going to be like, she's mine, get out of here. <laughs> um, even though there may be a tiny caveman part of you that, uh, kind of might want to do that a little bit there's a little yeah I, I do have a little tiny caveman part of me but uh but yeah like you know that's that's obviously something that i work very <laughs> hard not to act on all right so again situations as opposed to sort of people and personality types that uh that inspire jealousy uh feeling left out Always a big one for me. FOMO. FOMO, yes. Feelings of missing out. Um, just always. Oh. Well, what, um, what do you... So what do you mean by feeling left out? Um, well... Uh, well, I mean, here's an example that, that came up in your, in your writing was um, when you saw the physical rapport that I had with Hot Mama when, when we yeah. had her over for a threesome after I'd been seeing her for several weeks yeah. and, and you were quite shocked to see the connection that we had. And suddenly you felt like you were the third, the awkward third. Yeah. yeah and I think that was very much it. And, and that, you know, that situation actually literally like knocked me to my knees. <laughs> you know, I like, <laughs> like ended up on the floor um, because yeah, it was just this shock that like, I knew you were seeing each other and I knew everything was awesome, but suddenly there was this, this proof of this relationship and this rapport that I had no part of. And so there, there was this piece of your life and this amazing, experience that you were having that after you know 20 years of having these experiences always together I I I didn't really have a place in it even though I was being invited to have a place in it um and yeah that it just took a lot of of wrapping my head around that and it was it was very very difficult that first 
time that I saw that. Um, well, and, and it was probably extremely unexpected because you yeah. did have a lot of like warm and positive feelings about her. I mean, basically Absolutely. you put us together with like Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> um, and you know, and, and so, you know, and one, one of my first experiences with her was when we actually had a threesome at a, at a sex club one yeah. night. Um, so yeah, like this was something you had been very supportive of, very, yeah. com- very compersive of. And so to suddenly be confronted with this wall of jealousy. Yeah. And the other thing was, was that, um, seeing her getting things that I wanted that I wasn't necessarily asking for, but so, you know, with some of the, um, the, the sort of pain play that, that the two of you were doing that I was like, but you don't do that with me. Um, and so feeling, feeling like there was something I was missing out on that you were giving to someone else, but I wanted that thing. Um, and it took me a while to figure out that I needed to actually ask for that thing <laughs> and that she was probably asking for that. And so that's why she was getting it. Um, yeah. If you, if you want something, um, folks out there, uh, gentle perverts, uh, you should ask for that thing because, uh, the kind of the traditional monogamous method of trying to get what you want through telepathy, <laughs> um, that doesn't work very well. Um, so yeah, tell, tell them what you like, tell, you know, tell them that you like, you know, whether you like your hair pulled, whether you, you know, whether you like, uh, nibbles or hard bites, uh, you know, whether you want scratching or caressing, uh, you know, whether you want to be, uh, called comforting names or a dirty slut. Um, yeah, just, just tell them what you want. Yep. Um, and another thing, uh, was just seeing, seeing you with women in other contexts, seeing you smooching up women in the buffet line <laughs> at Desire. I don't know. It was just this, you know, just sort of, it was just so sort of out of place as far as like, you know, the sexy times where we're in the hot tub or in the beds or, or, you know, wherever they happen to be happening. The buffet line was not somewhere I expected to be seeing that. So that, that intimate connection was, was a, a sort of a bit of a shock and blow to me, but I also reflect on, you know, you talking about, you know, Will and I and having those moments where I was probably doing exactly the same thing as you were. Um, and we, you know, I fully admit to that, like only two people in the world moments, because I remember so often coming out of those moments and sort of being like, Oh, where am I? <laughs> there are other people here. How did that happen? Um, because he and I were, were kissing in, you know, a rainstorm or something like that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That time he was um, hanging by a, a spider web upside down yes. and you were kissing upside down in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that time. Um, <laughs> so, yes, those moments of unexpected intimacy were, were times that I felt jealousy. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more On the Wet Coast. Hey everyone, Flick here. I want to tell you about an amazing vacation we had last year at Desire Resort and Spa Riviera Maya in Cancun, Mexico. We spent an outstanding week with an exciting group of sexy geeks when we joined Life on the Swing set in Paradise. It's no exaggeration to say that it changed our lives. This year, Swing Set takes over the resort from November 5th to 12th, 
bringing an even greater experience. Running our own inclusive theme nights, packing in even more sexy, geeky, welcoming shenanigans into our seven days. Kat and I met amazing new friends and partners last year, and we can't wait to see what this year has in store. With fewer than 20 rooms left, now's the time to book to get in on the fun. Go to lifeontheswingset.com and follow the Desire Takeover 2016 link to contact Char Travel. A small refundable deposit secures your place in paradise. Meet us in the hot tub, and we can debate who's the best doctor. Tennant! Obviously, it's David Tennant. Hope to see you there. Welcome back. See, it's interesting because um, the environment uh, at at a resort or a takeover is obviously going to make opportunities for unexpected intimacy that you would not normally encounter. Normally, uh, your partner's uh, sexuality with with other people is uh, is is very specific and isolated. Yes. Right. It's it's when they're going out. It's it's or it's when the two of you are going to this event. Yeah. You know. It's you know it. It doesn't suddenly intrude at breakfast time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we did cover the, the sort of when your partner has feelings about someone that you don't think warrants those feelings that we were talking about the pop that yeah. that is the time with jealousy that you're like, he doesn't deserve you. Um, or, you know, yeah, it's just someone you don't really like. And, and I've heard that talking to other polyamorous people that, that that is often when it's much harder um, for for either them if they don't like their partners partners or or their partners if they don't like yours. Um, well, yeah, the the uh, I think um, I think that any time we we look at at you know what what some people call a metamor, which is your partner's yeah. partner. Uh, anytime you have, you know, negative judgments about your metamor, um, it makes you question your own value. Yeah. Because it's like, well, you know, they're with this person. Yeah. Am I shitty like this person <laughs> is? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and, and the, the reality is that we, um, you know, we're, we're not always going to see our metamors the same way our partner does you know where we're we're going to filter it through you know through our own judgments and expectations and um you know and and so um so yeah it's the uh, if if uh, if anyone out there has read more than two uh one of the things that that they talk about is how um the one of the risky things about the, the veto is you know um, is you might think that you're using it to protect your partner from somebody you feel is, um, you know, is, is dangerous or unworthy for them, but you may not actually be aware of all of your bullshit that you're filtering that stuff through, you know? So yeah, generally if you've got shitty feelings about your metamor, probably has something to do with you a lot more than them because you, you know, what you know about them is a fraction of what your partner knows about them yeah. and your partner doesn't know anywhere near everything about them. Yeah. So you're, you're getting, you're getting a tiny sliver of a small slice. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so yeah, there's some approaches that people will take to jealousy in open relationships. Um, one of those approaches is to make a pile of rules in order to try to avoid feeling jealous at all costs. So, um, making limits of numbers of dates, making rules about sleepovers or how much love, <laughs> uh, or how intense the feelings are allowed to be. You're only um, allowed to love seven out of 10. Yes. 10 out of 10 is for me. Yeah. Yeah, you eight must. out of ten is for this person, <laughs> but anybody else, just seven out of ten is the limit. Yeah, um, so that you know, obviously, <laughs> is is an approach. Um, you know, you hear stories about the, well, the and, no and kissing rules or the no sex in this position, um, or a lot of those kinds of things. That well, and and really, a, a lot of listeners out there probably don't don't do separate dating. Uh, and that is one of the things that you do to try to protect yourself from jealousy. You know, yeah. you make sure that, okay, we're the only ones that actually have a real relationship. We're, you know, we're going to play together with, with, uh, with other, other people. Um, and, you know, and, and for, for us, I think we just, you know, really, really wanted to have uh, great and intense experiences with other people. And so, um, separate dating is something that, that came very, you know, fairly naturally and, and quickly to us. Um, not that you can't have intense and wonderful experiences together. This is not a judgment. This is no, not, not at a, all. No, 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 no. There's no, we're doing it better than you happening right here. I just need to make that caveat. No, no, I, absolutely not. And, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about rules as sort of, you know, strategies for, you know, protecting yourself from, from jealousy. Um, if you, now, if you are dating separately and you do have a lot of rules about, you know, what, you know, um, you know, what those relationships are allowed to look like, you know, what, you know, how, basically there are ways to, you know, constrain how much, how much love another person is allowed to have from your partner. Um, my feeling in general about, about, uh, rules is that they, they work really well when they wouldn't matter, right? The rules work well in situations where you would have been fine without the rules. Yeah. Whereas anytime the rule, you know, actually would get in the way of something, uh, that's a potential for, for some real conflict because yeah. those feelings are going to be really intense and stuff. Um, my, when it comes to separate dating, uh, our, our strategy in general is, is, um, is about communication. Here's things that we, we are going to talk about. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to talk about, uh, sleepovers before we have them. We're, you know, if we're, if we're dating uh, more than a couple times a week, we're going to have conversations about it. And this is not ways to, to throw up speed bumps, um, with our other relationships, but it's actually a way to make, to make sure that we're checking in with each other and yeah. that, that we're, we're still in agreement about, um, about how, how everything is going. Um, so yeah, if, if, you know, if you do have rules about, about what you're allowed to do, think about, um, you know, think about what those rules are actually, um, protecting you from, um, because you, you know, you might, you might actually find that they're, they're kind of unnecessary if you actually replace them with a lot of, a lot of conversation and rather yeah. than replacing those conversations with rules. Well, and if you can figure out what, what the rule is trying to achieve, you know, if, if it's, you know, 
so many dates a week, you know, it's like really what I want to do is make sure that we have enough time together. So figuring out, you know, let's, let's schedule this or like, let's establish, um, you know, that we, that we're making sure that we have enough time for the two of us, as opposed to saying, you know, you're only allowed to go out two nights a week. No, and and you like the, um, yeah, that's, that's a huge point because, uh, the one of the pitfalls of rules is that you can follow the rules yeah. and fail to achieve the objective. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like I could, I could have one date a week and you know, and be completely unavailable the rest of the time. Yeah. And so the the idea of keeping our connection together and making sure we've got time for each other, uh, we've completely failed at that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that can come up is just a lot of guilt about feeling jealousy because it's, you know, we're supposed to be these enlightened, you know, new level relationship people who, um, who have, you know, gone beyond this. And so it can be, there can be a lot of shame and guilt about, um, about having these feelings that you shouldn't quote unquote. Yeah, you're right. Like we're, we're supposed to be compersive. We're supposed to be supportive. And so, yeah, if you, um, if, you know, if I, I find, if I, if I feel jealousy, a lot of, uh, a lot of my instinct is to pretend that I am not. Yeah. And, you know, and to, to, to suffer silently and, you know, until I quote, get over it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, when, when I've had like my most intense feelings about jealousy, um, I've, you know, it's almost felt like too too strong to even talk about mm-hmm. and you know and but then um after a couple of days of that it's um it it starts to leak out mm-hmm. and then having a conversation about it and feeling immediately better yeah because you um number one you, you you'll get to find out the you know the the jealousies that your partners had about almost the exact same situations yes. having almost the exact same feelings yeah. and feeling the same sense of shame and guilt about yes. having having jealousy uh number 2 um at least half the time you're going to find out that the thing that you were feeling crazy jealousy jealous about is not what you thought it was. Yes. Right? A lot of, you know, it's it's like, I was losing my mind over, over uh, you know, over this. And you're like, well, um, really, I, I don't feel that strongly about this person. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, and, uh, um, or, you know, that wasn't what you thought it was. We, yeah. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't do this. We actually had a conversation about that. And, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, those, um, yeah, so, so often... We're tilting at windmills. Yeah. Um, One of the interesting things that, that I also found was feeling jealousy about what other partners were experiencing at Desire, which was uh, an unexpected thing for me. Right. Um, So when I, yeah, it's like I was, I was, definitely had some jealous feelings about about what you were up to but i also had jealous feelings about uh, you know what will was up to and and other people that i was there with that i knew that i had a finite amount of time with um so i was very conscious of wanting to spend as much time with them as possible 
and wanting to be the really cool, compersive, supportive, um, you know, paramour um, to them and seeing them having a good time and, and being all like, yay, you're having this great experience. But also having the like, oh, I thought you liked me when <laughs> when they were with some other wonderful, sexy person. And and so that was definitely tricky and and kind of unexpected because normally with with my with my partners here at home, they're primarily they are really primarily friends with benefits or fuck buddy kind of relationships. So when I you know, when they tell me about other dates that they've been on, when, about other women that they're seeing, I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and, but it's because we don't have that emotional connection. I really like them. They're awesome. We have a lot of fun, but um, well, you know, they, I haven't got the feels. Well, and there's also like, um, there's also not the opportunity cost. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. They're dating them on days that I wouldn't be available anyway. Whereas, you know, when you've got that concentrated kind of time and, and that, you know, that person lives far away from you um, and you only have this time together, you really want to, to grab that as much as you can. And other people, even though it's, you know, not a competition, it kind of is in some ways. <laughs> um, it's not a competition, but it, it's a little bit of a competition. It's a little bit of competition. So... So yeah, that was that was unexpected and and a bit tricky for me um, while we were there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what do you do about jealousy? Well, um, let's fix this. Let's yes. solve everything. So let, we're we're solving jealousy. We are solving right jealousy. now. Yes, right now. I think I I've run out of moonshine. I'm not <laughs> sure if I can solve jealousy when I've run out of moonshine. Um, we'll get you more moonshine if that's what it takes. So, um. You know, here I, I don't I don't know how to fix it, but I can talk about what our strategy is for okay. jealousy. Uh, we um, we talk about it. We we feel it. Um, we take responsibility for it, but we also share, right? Yeah. And you know, I think it can be tempting in an open relationship. You know, it's it's where um, when your partner is jealous to be defensive. It's like, well, why are you jealous? We're in an open relationship. I didn't do anything wrong. You yes. can't be jealous if I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and and that's really a mirror of the um of the the jealous blame, which is I feel jealous, therefore you've done something wrong. And so both sides can really put the blame on the other partner. The reality is that um, that when I feel jealous, uh, that's, that doesn't mean you've done something wrong. It's, it's something that, that, uh, that I need to take ownership of, but, you know, as my loving partner, um, you know, I'm going to share that with you so that you can, you can give me the compassion and, and support, yeah. um, that I need around it. You know, um, I, I like to say that, you know, jealousy, jealousy is a sign that you need something. And often, all you all you really need is just a little bit of extra acknowledgement and support. Yeah. You know, even just getting that um, that that reassurance that you know, hey, it's it's okay to feel jealous. Let's yeah. talk about this. And um, you know, and um, you know, and, and it's it it 
it tends to wither and die in the light of day, right? Yeah. You when you when you reveal it and you talk about it, it really starts to be a lot less significant yeah. and, and important. Um, as the you know, as the um, as the other partner, when your partner is jealous, um, yeah, don't um, don't throw the rules in their face. Don't you know? Don't tell them that um, mm. you know. Right. Don't. Yeah, that uh, getting defensive and yeah. and and get taking it from me. Like I haven't done anything wrong, and kind of attacking them with with that. Like you know, how dare you feel that I was only out once this week? Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that not throwing the rules in their face makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, trying to figure out like what is behind it. What is the need that's not being met, or what is that 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 little tweaky insecurity that is coming up from you know their childhood or their high school or their whatever that that is is being is being poked with the stick (laughs) um that that you can figure out how to to how to you know you know pet that and and soften soften things so that you you can you know feel better about it and and fulfill the need if if that's a possibility um or at least just acknowledge it and be aware of it um, so the person feels heard and supported. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it might mean that, um, you know, you need to, um, you know, uh, maybe you need to talk about, uh, checking in, mm-hmm. uh, um, more often, maybe you need to, um, yeah. you know, what, one of the things that, that can, um, especially if you're experiencing new relationship energy, you might end up you know, gushing about one of your paramours yeah. and that might end up, you know, um, starting to, to tweak on your partner. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, re- it's actually generally relatively easy for them to make a small adjustment about that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, Hey, can you maybe not gush about so-and-so this much? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you might be like, you not even really aware of it yeah. and be like, Oh, or, you know, when you hear it, you might be like, oh, yeah, I've kind of been being a dick about that. Or, you know, can you put away your phone when we're when we're together? Because, yeah, you can say, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to spend X amount of time together this week. And if you're on your phone messaging with, you know, your your other partner, um, it's like, okay, you're with me, but you're not actually really with me. So, um, no, and and that's conscious adjustment. That's actually a, a really good point, and it does speak to something we talked about before, which is, you know, what is the objective of the rules yeah. rather than the letter of the rules? If, you know, if we're going to make this connection, then let's let's make it, um, and, you know, uh, and, and I might feel like I'm fulfilling my end of the bargain by being here with you, yeah. and you might feel like I'm, uh, I'm thwarting the rules because I'm not actually present. Yeah. Yeah, and that, um, and it's easy to to get caught up, especially with the new relationship energy. And I think also being aware that your partner is going to fuck up. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, right? You know, they're going to do things wrong. And so are you. You're going to fuck up, too. Everybody's going to fuck up. It's what we do. Um, but just being able to to acknowledge that and, and, and move forward from it... Um, you know, and not have that be sort of the ending, like, no, they've, you know, they've, they've, they've crossed this line or whatever that, um, that can't be, can't be repaired. Just trying to figure out how to, 
to, you know, even if you've made the rule or even if you've, you know, asked them to put their phone away and they're, and they're still, you know, getting the pings and like secretly checking because, you know, <laughs> you do it. It's exciting when you've got someone <laughs> new and, and you're getting the sexy messages and you're like, Yay! um, like it's, it's a really delightful feeling and, and you know how good it feels and you want, you want the person you love to be feeling that too. Um, but it's also you know, can be annoying <laughs> to, you know, get woken up because you hear the clicking of their phone and you're like, well, you just fucking put that thing away. Um, so, so yeah, it, you know, it, it can definitely can go, can go, uh, both ways with that. Yeah. Um, and there's just definitely not, you know, there's no fix for jealousy, despite the fact we've been talking for nearly an hour about this, which I really thought would maybe be about 20 minutes um i i cannot believe you thought this I, it's gonna be 20 <laughs> minutes when i looked at the agenda i'm like yeah this looks like it's about an hour okay well uh, there we go yeah, I, can, I can be naive no no we're basically on par um, um yeah so, so you know just just to recap jealousy's jealousy is not a bad thing it's not something to fear and in fact um it's funny both monogamous people who who i come out to about having an open relationship and uh, people that are already in open relationship and lifestyle who who don't do separate dating often they ask the exact same question yeah. don't you get jealous don't you get jealous yeah it's true and you know yeah yeah don't you <laughs> like what being monogamous suddenly makes you completely immune to jealousy yes i i didn't ever feel <laughs> And an iota of jealousy until we were in an open relationship. Yeah. Um, if if by some miracle there's, you know, monogamous people listening to this podcast, um, yes, your partner does want to fuck other people. <laughs> if you've been wondering this whole time and, you know, asking them the question, you know, you've always suspected, just like you, they do want they to do. fuck other people. And really, actually, it's kind of a nice wrap-up because that was when we saw Dan Savage um, a bit <laughs> over a year ago doing a live podcast here in Vancouver. Um, he explicitly stated that, yeah, absolutely, your partner wants to fuck other people. And it was suddenly this freeing moment where, oh, like it was both freeing for me to be like, well, yeah, um, and freeing that. I didn't have to have this fear about this thought of like, what if wanting, he wants, what if he wants suddenly wants to fuck other yeah. people? Well, like guess does. what? For 22 years. <laughs> so yeah, it was the spring moment and it led us to, to starting to talk about all this and it got us here. And uh, yeah. Thanks Dan Savage. Thanks Dan Savage. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Wet Coast Cat, at Sirius Flick, at On the Wet Coast. You can email us, wetcoastpodcast at gmail.com. You can read Cat's blog, On the Wet Coast, at lifeontheswingset.com. You can also hear a lot more of Cat by buying the audiobook of Cooper S. Beckett's novel, A Life Less Monogamous, available at alifelessmonogamous.com. Enter code WETCOAST at checkout to save 10%. Our theme music is A Naked Gun Bank Assault by Francesco D'Andrea. Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast and Savage Love, and you're listening to a Swing Set podcast at Swing Set FM.